Doc Rivers continues to time and time again not get it when it comes to getting... Oh! Let him play! You bet one one bone to win 19. I'm sorry. Where, what site do you use where you can actually bet one buck? <laughs> they let you do 50 cent bets. Oh my goodness, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally, like he dropped Superman down, like the drain comes out. Like, God damn it, Superman. <laughs> I don't know, honey. I don't know where he got that from. From Los Angeles, this is Dave in the City, part of the Dit Cow Sports Network. Now, here's Dave Medina. Good evening, sports fans, and a pleasure to have you here for the big Ditka football show. Good to have you back with us here from the Dave in the City studios of the home of champions, Southern California. Man, it just, just it continues to get crazy in the world of football, doesn't it? I mean, just so much crazy, so much, so many wacky comebacks, games I just did not see coming. Really, honestly, like it's just, it's just nuts what's been happening. With uh, the NFL, it's not specific what's been happening with college football too. Um, teams that had no business being in the game, being in the game. UCLA celebrating like it won the national title because it, because they beat South Alabama by two points. Embarrassing, and just as embarrassing, Notre Dame barely edging out Cal. How could they should not be anywhere within three touchdowns of Cal? Like that's that was just ridiculous. But anyway, a lot going on here. Um, we have a couple people joining us from our panel tonight. We have Kevin, Kevin on the Cape with us. We have Andy in Seattle with us as well. Um, there's been there's gonna be quite a bit to uh, gonna be quite a bit to recap here. Um, Herm Edwards was fired on Sunday. Um, the Bills continue the run of dominance in the NFL. Just an just an impressive performance on Monday night, and um, the Jets won a game. The Giants won two games. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff I can't really explain right now in the NFL, but I think we should just get going, recap what's happened here. Um, Andy should be joining us. In, in fact, here he is. Uh, Andy and Kevin are with us now, so let's go ahead and uh, get it rolling on a, on, a, on a week where, again, up was down, down was line, left is right. You had a last-second walk-off win for, for Appalachian State on a touchdown. Wonderful, wonderful finish there in that game. And uh, Florida barely, barely survives South Florida. Um, by way of their missing a field goal at the end of the game. But uh, why even why try to summarize it all in one sentence when we can just get right to it? Uh, folks, we had, a, we had a rough week, I'm not going to lie. But uh, we're ready to bring it back, and we're going to bring it into a really sparkling week number four. Let's hit it! All right, football picks week four. Uh, we don't need to waste a lot of time on this recap. It, it's, it was bad. I mean, the results speak for themselves. Like Ron, John, and I went one in three. You might think that's terrible, sure, but Kevin and Andy went 0-4. Just a rough week all around. Um, so here are the standings after after three weeks. Uh, Kevin is four and six, still hanging on there. That's nice. Ron is in a first place tie with him with a virtual one in three week three. Uh, John and I are three and seven for the season, and Andy is two and eight. But the season, as I always say at this time of year, still pretty young, so nothing to really panic about. Don't be fan based. Don't don't panic about things early. Um, uh, that's where we're at right now. Um, as we get into uh, as we get into the the week four action. So yeah, another another week, another coach fired in college football. Um, 
I'm sure this is great territory for our friend Kevin, who's joining us now to start us off. Kev, welcome back. How's it going? Nice to see you back in the mix. Gambling is so dumb. <laughs> I mean, and it was some of the... I don't even want to start with Josh McDaniels. He can go straight to hell. Ah, <laughs> uh, God. And, yeah, Dave, the coaches... Um, your your guys, I realized last year, your USC buddies were the kind of the trendsetters after yeah. week two. But now everyone's doing it. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's, it's... And it's gonna and it's gonna keep happening. Uh, I think it's whether it's just this day and age, and I mean, not so much at the smaller schools, but the bigger schools. I think it's actually they're kind of showing that I don't know these I, these ads or whatever. I don't know if this is just a sign of the times, but it's actually going to keep happening, especially as you go into these, you know, super conferences and stuff. You're not wrong. Which is a perfect, it's a perfect time to um, start a website about coaching changes. I hey, think. there and, you go. <laughs> Look at that plug for so, coaching, college coaching we'll carousel. I love it. That's great. Um, so, yeah, you're in a good, that, that may, that's great content for you. <laughs> yeah, and it, we'll get to, uh, maybe I'll yeah. get to it later. Well, um, the newsletter, we've been doing it for like a month, is, is going cool. And then um, maybe, I think next, maybe next Wednesday, um, we'll launch the actual dot com. Ah, stay tuned, folks. Maybe save it for live. live College coaching carousel. Working it, out the tweaks here. I'm assuming that's your handle on the Twitter. It's College Coaching Carousel. Yeah, I think it's CC Carousel. CC I Carousel? think it's something okay. taken. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, either way, hang on. But I was, I was um, speaking of our friend in Seattle. I was, I mean, that must have been a wild scene. I can't wait to hear about it. Oh yeah, Andy. Let's get let's Andy go to in the you. Building. Andy, how's it going tonight? Yeah, uh, it's it's going. I'm, He's mad. I got low energy. I got low energy. You flashed those records two and eight. We need a new voice. We need a new voice. This Clean house. Needs a new voice. Clean house. Clean house. I'm paying attention. We still need a new voice. Get rid of everybody. Get rid of everybody. No guts. No backbone. This team just doesn't pay attention. Uh, man, it's going to be a fun postseason in baseball this year, folks. Oh uh, yeah, I'm ready for hot. I'm ready for October. Yeah, I'm ready for. I'm ready for whatever. But yeah, I got. I got low energy. I got low energy watching the baseball. No, it's okay. I think this is a good night for a low energy night because I feel like I'm kind of low energy. Even though here's the thing: is like you never know when I have low energy or when I don't. This is actually a low energy night for me. And the oh, and the stream deck just going to shit like, before I went to when we went to air. That is not helping the situation. Like um, I upgraded the OBS, which is what you use to compile these scenes and like bring it like broadcast to YouTube. Um, that upgrade went fine, but the re- but the problem is the connector to this this little this thing I use here here. This guy. This is called the stream deck. You're you're not if you're if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it here. Just these buttons I can push to switch the different to, to, to different angles and whatever. Um, but uh, anyway, I don't want to get into that. Yeah, low energy. So let's roll through this. Um, you know, Kev, uh, it's it's certainly been a wild uh, weekend. Oh, by the way, wait, wait, wait. Let me go back to Andy. Andy, did you did the did uh, Aaron Judge hit a home run tonight? 
No, I don't give a fuck about Aaron Judge, but I did bet the Yankees. Fuck that. Fuck that. Excuse my language. I know <laughs> maybe your family listens, but, but I don't give a flying fuck about Michael K getting to get the call versus the Apple yeah. people versus this record is cleaner than uh, Bonds. Who gives a flying fuck? You know, old baby made a great point. Sometimes he makes points I don't agree with, but sometimes he makes points I do agree with. And he's like, if if it was like a if it was a Seattle Mariner, if it was a Cincinnati Red that was going for sixty two, no one no one would give a flying you know what about it. But since it's the Yankees, it's the Yankees. Like we have to have all this like artificial pomp and circumstance, and it's just it drives you nuts. I'm I'm about ready to wish that he goes through a drought and gets stuck <laughs> on his number because mm-hmm. I'm just sick of it. There's some insurance for the Astros at the trap. Andy, um, so this is like, this is a chase for the not top record? Like, what's the it, point of this? It's just... What is, uh, what is this chase for? Exactly, Kevin. It's it's the pure... If you can break Maris' record clean, then that's like this asterisk on top of an asterisk, if you ask me. And it's... And uh, it is it would be the Yankee record, it would be the Yankee record. But since when should the since when when does the country care about teams' individual records, right? Right, right. And, if, and so so if like um, whatever Torres or someone hits in like forty straight games, are we going to go off the wall? Because I mean that's like the third best hitting streak, <laughs> right? Oh, in a yeah, in a caller on Mad Dog it was either yesterday. I think it was yesterday because I haven't listened to – it was either today or yesterday because I listen to the programs in Heyman style sometimes. So a caller actually brought up a good point. Like Stanton had like 57 home runs not too long ago. So this idea that what whatever home run number Judge ends up with this year, like that number is going to be in jeopardy next year, you would think. Like I know he he's got such a large gap between the – second highest home run total in the American League or whatever, but I don't know. I just think it's a bunch of I think it's a bunch of garbage. My uh and I'd love to see Judge sign anywhere but the Yankees next year. I'm bitter. I'm bitter tonight. I'm not bitter tonight, but I'm <laughs> I'm just wearing the black cap with relish with all this Yankee shit right now. Well it doesn't help that we're following like places that thirty get- games over five hundred and y'all want a clean fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess you've been on Twitter <laughs> the last couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Every day. What's he I like on it. there? I love, like, I, love, I love those guys. Though. And I, it's not just you know, caps crazy. Bread, bread is sneakily, bread is sneaky hmm. just as crazy as as yeah, Jerry and Piscataway. Yeah, 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 bread, I know you're. Bread, yeah, you're fucking crazy. You're just as <laughs> you're just as crazy. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy. Yes, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, 62 is nice, but it's not. It's not a record. I mean, at the best, at best, and, and be- the nonsense that anyone cares of John Sterling over Ryan Ruko or whatever is calling. Oh, is total, I know. Like, <sighs> that is old school. We've got to fill. You've got to write something. So just give me 600 words on bullshit. Oh God, I guess, I mean, it, I didn't even know that was a. Topic. I don't even think Captain cares about that kind of stuff. No, it's the no. It's just the old. Old people, and it is funny. Like I, 
I hope there's a lot of people that can't get on Apple TV for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in the, yeah, that's. I would love that, you know, for what it's worth. Oh, baby said like, oh, I would enjoy it if it happened on on Apple TV, you know. And I'm like, I I agree. I would be. Ex- I love very all this stuff. Yeah, all for those old. I I was I was imagining like, <laughs> LT trying to watch the Thursday night game and like, what is what you know. What, what is all the you know the Thursday night football game? Oh yeah, the uh, Amazon one. Yeah, streaming. we're gonna sure get to we'll that. Get that. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that would be hysterical. It's gonna happen because like it hasn't happened yet, right? But when the Giants or the Jets get involved on an Amazon Thursday night game, this is when you're gonna hear from Sharon and LT and all the old people that are. Hey, I'm the, I'm by far the oldest guy. I don't know how old Ron is, but on this show, I'm the, I think I'm the oldest, and I hey. loved it. I thought it was I thought it was awesome. I did too. I I I think. I, I think the I think it was terrific. It was a terrific broadcast. I was even playing with some of the stuff, watching like the highlights. And yeah. I mean the, the the I this isn't this isn't for a Thursday night, but this is in general like mm-hmm. the win probability stuff. I don't really that stuff seems kind of silly to me. But um, I liked watching you know controlling your own kind of replays. I thought, well, we'll I'll wait for the oh yeah yeah yeah. it was cool. Though. I was I was yeah. into it. I was too. I was. I, I thought they did a great job. But we'll we'll talk about that in the NFL portion of the show. But first, back to college and Andy. Um, just another weekend of madness. But um, yeah, obviously, you know, it was tough to predict these games. As we as as um, it really was tough for everybody. I mean, I wouldn't feel too bad about our results because I feel like it was just a weird week. It was a weird, weird week. I yeah, I'll let you start off with our recap segment for college, Andy. But. You know, in a week where the quarterback for Fresno State gets hurt, and so that game would yeah, be yeah, fuck that. That was that just ruined everything. <laughs> Had like five units on Fresno State, five units on the over in that game. That was rough. And I came, yeah, and I was watching that half in the bag after the Husky Michigan State game. Kevin caught that, by the way. That was just that was just awful. Once Hainer got injured i'm like mm-hmm. they're not covering and they're not getting over the points and so that was just like a, a huge double whammy the game yeah kevin mentioned how the game was at husky stadium it was great good time you know husky fans are they're a little mouth breathy but they all are on the college campus and um they they kicked ass they're up 29-8 at one point and then they put the you know, Michigan State was actually in great position to even like backdoor cover in the fourth quarter. Washington State, they uh, they couldn't run the ball to uh, to kind of ice the game away. So Michigan State got a bunch of possessions in the fourth quarter when the Washington defense was not letting any anything get behind them so they were just giving up you know 12 yards 12 yards move down the field um but washington's passing game was impressive as i told you i'm not a big michigan state quarterback fan um and so the huskies ended up getting in the top 25 rankings on sunday and you had a bunch of butthurt husky fans we let we be we be uh too low we're still too low it's like be thankful you're you cracked the top 25 you morons because that was like you were favored you were favored you were favored to win that game and you stormed the court or you stormed the field i had problems really yeah they stormed the field at three point three and a half point favorites you stormed the field like a bunch of fools um and then you know washington state still unranked even though their win at 17 point 
underdogs at Wisconsin is more impressive than the Husky three-and-a-half-point win at home against the Spartans. I know the Spartans were number 11 in the country. I forget what Wisconsin was. But, yeah, I actually, um, you know, I'll root for both Washington and Washington State to keep winning because it's it's fun to kind of just be part of this, like, obnoxious, like, mouth-breathing rivalry it's uh because it's good i mean that's just that's my point like we 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 make fun of the yankee fan base we make fun of the red sox fan base but the fan bases everywhere are just equally uh mutating brains and ignoramus (laughs) um start to you know all you know clowns are not they don't discriminate regions and sports teams and sports themselves they're everywhere but some of the other thoughts for the college uh weekend yes yeah, i i didn't get to see a ton because i was like at the game but i, I was looking at the games i gambled on um yeah or shame on byu byu did not look ready to play against oregon uh, i read that one wrong i read penn state proper i hate james franklin i think he's an absolute clown you know icing that georgia state kicker or georgia southern kicker all those years ago never you know, you're showing your true colors, James Franklin, trying to freeze a this poor kicker just so you can preserve a 55 to nothing shutout or whatever. You're a piece of shit. Having said that, they're much better than Auburn, and Auburn's in complete disarray. Uh, I didn't watch any of that game, but I think it was like 41-12 or whatever. Penn State had their way with Auburn. Um, I got LSU Mississippi State wrong. I don't know what happened in that fourth quarter, but Mississippi State went up 13-0 early, and they end up losing 31-16 in the, you know, in the bowels of Death Valley, Baton Rouge. So uh, good for Chip Kelly, bad for Mike Leach. Because I, you know, Mike Leach usually wins those types of games, and then he loses the games that you don't expect him to lose. And that was kind of like inverse, if you ask me. So, um, you know, good for Brian Kelly, bad for Mike Leach. Dead wrong on Oklahoma, Nebraska. Thought Nebraska would be ready to play. Uh, They weren't at all. Um, And they didn't even do their part to get the over. The the over under was like 63 and a half. I think it ended at like 63 or something. So Nebraska's in for a long year. Great win out of Tulane. Willie Fritz, 14-point underdogs going in to Manhattan, Kansas and taking care of business. They're 3-0. They have a bet. They gotta, they gotta go seven and five, six and six is a tie. They're three and zero now, so don't no mush, no jinxing. But they're three and zero now, and uh, so you know, simple math. They just gotta go four and five the rest of the way to to bank. So keep an eye on them green wave. Um, yeah, Miami, Texas. I don't know if you guys watched it, but seventeen uh, nine, kind of a sleepy game. But uh, Jimbo Fisher definitely needed that win uh, more than Crystal Ball needed that win. Crystal Ball going to be a little longer of a leash because it's his first year in Miami, whereas Jimbo Fisher already shit his pants against App State last week. And um, I think he's an over he's an overrated coach. He's a he's a Ron DeSantis uh, doppelganger, and he's just <laughs> an absolute clown. So we'll keep an eye on Texas A and M. I kind of like Arkansas this week at. Uh, at College Station, but we'll get the, down that road when we get down that road. Mm-hmm. And then uh, let's see. Um, I guess I'll mention this one last game 
Oh yeah, Notre Dame still can't cover a game. <laughs> no. Cal hang around. And then mm. the uh, ending of that App State-Troy game, App State's like every game they've been a part of this year, they have just exciting games, whether it's losing by two in a basically a basketball score uh, North Carolina game. Uh, the game the game against Texas A&M wasn't crazy. It uh, wasn't like exciting it was crazy because they won as 19 point underdogs and then obviously a little bit of the letdown factor uh against troy but they had that hail mary and john although he's not here tonight he called it we didn't listen because i wasn't paying attention on saturday morning with these uh sunbelt teams but all the sunbelt teams that won last week or you know 10 days ago whatever it was they did not cover uh last saturday none of them did so uh you know marshall didn't cover and app state didn't cover and uh georgia southern did not cover so they all had letdowns after their big week two wins and um yeah that's that's basically my my thoughts on last saturday's action love it andy yeah really good comprehensive breakdown a couple teams i will add to that um Michigan doing their thing. I mean, I, not that anyone expected it to go differently, but man, Michigan when they are when they are in the role of the bully, they will take over. They will take that, and and they will embrace that role because they had fifty nine and nothing to John's UConn Huskies. Rough game yeah. there. Oof. Um, I think the over under was like fifty eight. That's what what the significance of that score is to me. It's like man, it really got close. Uh, Georgia doing a flex on South Carolina. They. South Carolina even had like the early touchdown, and then they just they just did nothing. Once I realized that uh, Spencer Rattler's not it, guys. It, I don't think Spencer Rattler's it for it. <laughs> him and Shane Beamer is not a good combo. No, I mean that's a that's a hot take, but it's my hot take. I, but look, you know, once I heard the name Rattler in the game, I'm like, oh my god, what am I doing? Because I I bet like South Carolina plus twenty four to start the game, like oh my god, and then Oops. once the game started, and then like, Spencer Rattler, like oh no. <laughs> I had no shot after that. So what I did, I think, um, I'm trying to remember what I did. I think I took, I don't know. I think I took a live under or something, and I think that hit. But um, anyway, let's go to Kevin. Let's get your thoughts on last week's action. Well, Andy Andy covered it all in the field. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, my 0-2, that was Miami. That was a shitbox pick. What a terrible <laughs> game that was. I mean, they like three field goals They were blocked. up early too, though. Or, yeah, yeah, crazy. Barely. I mean, even it was like that was nobody played well in that game. Um, both coaches should be ashamed of themselves. Um, and then the uh, Roadrunners in Texas, that's just that was a bad call on my part. I mean, they no, didn't... it was close. Uh, did you read the recap or did you watch that game? That I game, saw it just the highlights. Yeah. UTSA was they were covering that whole game. And in the fourth quarter, they just they just kind of kind of ran out of gas. Yeah, that was a. We were on the right. That was the right call. I'm telling you, that was the right call. Just not to sound like an analytic baseball nerd. Like it was the right, right call. It just didn't work. But it was that was the right team. It just didn't work out. That was the uh, the Billy Bean call. Yep. Um. So yeah. Besides that, we put Kirk Ferentz on on notice last week, and even though they won, that was it. I mean, 27 points. I mean, that was with the thing with him. I something was bothering me. Um, and I, I 
it reminded me, it came to me over the weekend. Um, it's like almost exactly what happened with Bowden towards the end when he hired his son as the offensive coordinator. And, and I think it's Brian France is, is, has been there for like four years calling plays. And that was like the beginning of the end for Bowden. Actually, I had to refer to the book. <laughs> um, and it's almost exactly what's happening. So anyway, so we put him on alert this week. Unfortunately, we couldn't put Herm on alert. He got axed before we could even <laughs> I didn't know discuss why. that one. Um, yeah. But I've got two. Let's see. Do I have two or three more? I got three guys I'm putting on this week now. Um, like I said, Andy covered on the field. I think I'm going to go on, spend my time with the sideline guys. Jeff Collins, Georgia Tech. He's he's going. He's going soon. He's team. He's a defensive guy, and they're like 120th. I looked scoring defense, 34 points a game. I didn't even realize there were 120 teams. There's like 131. 130. Yeah. Um, he's not making it past. I think when they, if and when they lose to Duke in a couple weeks, because there he's done. Um, and he touched on his buddy at Auburn. That guy's going nowhere. He, um, they're playing in this. Who's going to get fired first ball with him in Missouri? The uh, <laughs> What's that guy? Drinkwitz? Drinkwitz, Dick yeah. Dirk, Dirkwitz or something. Um, so Brian Harzen is a tool. Who's got a podcast, by the way, Dave? I don't know if you what? know. Uh, oh, yeah. Huddle what? with Harz. It's horrendous. Um, I listened to... If you want to know where Cadillac Williams got his nickname, which who cares, <laughs> that, you, that you could learn that, which is somewhat obvious i think but for some reason he whispers i don't know why he's just trying to keep his shitty coaching a secret so he's on notice he's not going to make it i think of another few weeks i mean deep pockets in auburn they can just they could buy out anybody i mean he's got he has nothing uh, he has a, a pretty big buyout nothing like um frost or and then uh the colorado guy that team is just awful um He's got like a $9 million buyout in that school. I think I know a little bit about the people in Boulder. I have some family up there. I mean, I almost think they would do more harm to the long-term like donor donor damage if they let him go, if they let him go this season and didn't just ax him now. Um, so those three guys are, are my on notice going forward after this just – horrible performances um and yeah getting waxed at home by penn state i know penn state's got players but that was it was that was bad um I, so those three guys poor herm you know i i, I like herm being a coach because he's good for for fodder and stuff and uh he does seem like a nice person um i only got to see him on the periphery when i was at nbc but he seems like a nice guy um and it seems like he kind of got a the shitty way they, they did it. Not like, um, what was it? Lane Kiffin on the tarmac. There's a, <laughs> there's a video of, yeah. there's a video of the Arizona state AD and president stopping him on the field at, as he was walking off the field. And, uh, people are over there convinced that they pretty much fired him at that point mm -hmm. before he even got to go see his team. But I don't know if that's true or if that's come out yet. So, uh, he'll be back somewhere, probably <clears throat> yelling, screaming on TV. So, Right. Uh, see you later, Herm. And uh, yeah, those three guys are. I don't know if they're either. Any of them are going to make it out of October. It doesn't seem like buyouts matter to with all these new TV contracts, all these donor money. Um, 
<clears throat> so that's my take. I was 0-2. That was horrible. Um, I was riding high after week one. Um, I almost reached for the gummies, Andy, after I saw the uh, – <laughs> After I watched that Miami game, almost was like, "Holy cow!" If I was drinking again, that would have been that would have been the night to start up again. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good day for it was a good day for unders. I'll say that. I mean, um, oh my god! And all like <laughs> I, and I, I found my I found my crumbled up piece of paper, mm-hmm. and like I pick I usually had like five games in case you guys pick the same one. I'll have like another one. Yeah, and the other three, of course, were all like you know Temple covering and. <laughs> And Lane Kiffin and the Kiffins crushing, and I'm like, son of a. Yep. Oh, they did. You know, that's a good point. Like, Ole Miss had a great had a great weekend. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah, there's something about him when I look at him that I don't believe in. Yeah. He just seems. Just like Brady Bunchy or something. I don't know. But I, I mean, they, they were they looked great. You always feel like he's planning his next move to another program, don't you? Or to another team in the NFL? Like you yeah. just never trust that guy. He's so sketch, but. Give it to this team. It's off to a pretty solid start. Um, on the Iowa game, the Iowa game was delayed by at least three lightning delays, and I think it might have even been four. That game was ridiculous. I, I feel bad for the people who were in the building for that. But as we established, Iowa does not have any reason to exist as a program. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a bad beat if you think about it. Because, like, uh, um, Nevada was getting 24, and they at the very last touchdown, they lost. What a rough game that was. Anyway, let's get to the picks. We can all – it's a great opportunity for us all to, to move on up. So um, I'm going to start with the – we're going to start with the two picks of our, our written pick uh, – of the folks who are on the air tonight. So um, we will begin with Ron in New Jersey, and I just got to double-check and see – I have to double-check and see where – who the first team is playing – um, I I think I've run out. No, no, I got it. Okay, cool. Okay, I got it. I actually got it right here. Cool. Okay, we're good to go. So let's go. Here's Ron. Here are Ron's picks for week number four in college football. We started off. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> for game number one, Ron is going to select. Here we go. He's gonna take. ECU giving 17 and a half points at home against Navy. <coughs> wow. Um, now, ECU has been said to have one of the better quarterbacks in um, in the AAC, so I, I think this is a really interesting call. Game number two, nobody's going to should be surprised by this pick at all. He's taking Florida, getting the 10 and a half at Tennessee, because as they all say, watch out for Tennessee. But, uh, you know... I, I can certainly smile when I see that pick on the board. So Ron's picks again, ECU giving 17 and a half and Florida getting 10 and a half for week four. Cool. Okay. So now let's go to John's picks. Fresh off his trip to Las Vegas. He's going to take a, take a week off to recuperate. He'll be back with us next week. So let's, um, there's Andy. Let me go ahead and, uh, run this back up here. All right, John, let's get your picks on the table. Here we go. So game number one for for uh, John in Connecticut, he's gonna take Georgia State tomorrow and Thursday, getting two points against Coastal Carolina. It's a good matchup. Good matchup. Game number two, Andy just talked about this team. He's gonna go Michigan State getting three points at home against Minnesota. It's interesting when you have a Big Ten team that's an underdog at home like that. So the picks again for John: Georgia State plus two, Michigan State plus three for Week Four. 
And that brings us to my picks for for the week. Here we go. Oh, no, 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 no. Check it. No, no, I'm sorry. I had it right. It's my time for my picks. Here we go. So week four picks. Away we go. Okay. So I was really struggling to find a game to pick to go with my second pick. The first, the second pick was easy. I thought, like, this is obvious. Like, not even, not even that much worrying about it. That other game, that first game, I just was, I just was struggling. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I could get, I could take Colorado getting 21 and a half against UCLA. That's not a good decision. Colorado's pretty bad. And I was thinking, well, maybe I could take, uh, um, <clears throat> um, yeah, I was thinking about some other games as well. I thought about Ohio State laying 18.5 against Wisconsin, but maybe that's a recency bias scenario. So I settled on this one. I'm going to go head to head with John. I'm going to take, I'm going to, I'm going to be on Coastal Carolina giving the two head to head with John's pick at Georgia State. Now, two things that are going to be supporting Coastal Carolina in this matchup. Number one, their quarterback is just fantastic. He's a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback, solid for the, for the conference. Um, Coastal, as you saw, has been on some really big magic carpet rides of late. And the quarterback plays a big reason why. I think Georgia State's defense is pretty bad. I don't think anyone can... I think pretty much anybody can score on them. So, while I don't I don't think it's going to be a blow-up by any means, I do think that Coastal will have the edge just based on the idea that they can challenge the second era Georgia State. But... Seeing John's pick kind of worries me. I'm actually not sure now if it's a good pick, but it was the best I could come up with. So Coastal minus two and Florida plus ten and a half for the week four picks in college football. All right. So now to Andy. And um, when you're ready to go. Oh, no. Actually, let me go to Kevin first. I'll give you some more time. Uh, so, Kev, uh, are you ready to go with your week four picks? If you are, we are for you. I guess. Oh my God, I was just—you <laughs> can I do can't it. Even believe I'm a, I can't even believe I'm this first game. I'm about to pick this guy, but oh no. Um, I'm taking Shiano and Rutgers, and uh, seven and a half, I think, Dave, or maybe you can correct me on that. I'll check. Um, against Iowa. Um, it's more of an anti-Iowa pick. I mean, I've never been a big Greg Shiano person, but uh. I don't know. It just kind of that's the only one that really stuck out on me. And I'm like, there's no way I was, I was going to score 10 points um, in this game. And for pick number two, I'm going to go out West Coast to, with you guys into your na- neighborhood and take USC at Oregon State. And that's just, you know, the Lincoln Riley. Uh, Alex Grinch combo just roll over the beavers this week those are my two picks all right now USC's giving five and a half at uh, Oregon State so pretty good a lot of people have been talking up Oregon State too so that's where I think um, I think he's actually a savvy pick Um, the Rutgers point spread is in fact seven and a half so good luck on both of those Kevin and let's now go to Andy and when you're ready, we're ready for your week four college picks. Yeah, I'll be <clears throat> I'll be quick. I'm just confirming up some lines, but um, for game number one, I'm going to uh, we're going to take Wake Forest getting seven hosting Clemson. This is a anti-Clemson nice. pick, anti-Dave Sweeney. 
Sam Hartman back from Wake Forest, as we all know. He's a very prolific quarterback. Wake Forest had a great year last year. Um, and they look to bounce back or kind of build off last year. Sam Hartman had like that injury. Missed a couple games. Missed the first couple games of the the year. There was a chance that he might have missed the entire year, but I don't think anyone really knows what exactly the injury was. Um, maybe now. I don't know. I haven't read. But in the summer, it was like non-disclosed, very hush-hush. But he back. Hartman back. Wake Forest back. Getting seven against this Clemson team that is just – they're good. They're very good. They've been good for a long time, but Dave O'Sweeney has just worn out his welcome. He's he's just kind of gotten so much mileage out of his fake. I'm just this little guy, small town, this little fish trying to make my way through this big pond. Like, you're fucking Clemson now. Like, yeah, for a while, Clemson <laughs> would be Clemson and kind of come up short, but – You've been a powerhouse for a long time. You have pros. You recruit just as well as Alabama, Georgia, USC when USC is USC, Oklahoma when Oklahoma is Oklahoma. You are a powerhouse. Enough with this charade of I'm just this little guy in this big town trying to do it proper. Enough. Enough, Dave O'Sweeney. You're a fucking fraud. And um, I give me Wake Forest. There's one school in the ACC that I – that would watch consistently it would be Wake Forest because of the quarterback and UNC because you just never know what's going to happen to Mac Brown's in the coma but um, <laughs> and actually FSU is actually pretty watchable too that FSU uh, Louisville game was very fun on Friday yeah. night um, and I, I like the Florida State coach but uh, anyway game number one give me give me Wake Forest getting the seven hosting Clemson and then game number two I'm going to take Arkansas getting one and a half on the road at Texas A&M. I think Arkansas was looking ahead to this game um, because they played some team out of the Missouri Valley. might have actually been Missouri State or something. I don't know. Someone got to look it up. But they were losing in the fourth quarter. They pulled the game out of the fire, and now they could focus on the actual task at hand, which is winning the game in College Station. As we mentioned in the top of the program, not a Jimbo State guy, not a Jimbo Fisher guy. Um, I know they switched their quarterback. Their last, uh, it was LSU quarterback, Brad Johnson's son is the quarterback for Texas A&M. He transferred from LSU. The first two games, Texas A&M had this uh, guy, his last name was King, very skinny, very fast, but not much of an arm. This Tyler Johnson's a better thrower, but all this to say, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Texas A&M fan, not with Jimbo Fisher. I like Arkansas. I like this. I like their coach, Sam Pittman. A little chubby, likes his beer. He just doesn't take himself seriously, which you love to see. And I love uh, this uh, the Arkansas quarterback, uh, Jefferson. He's He lost a little bit of weight last uh, between last year and this year. But he's still he's big, and he's uh, he's dual threat. He's got a he's got an accurate arm. He's got strong legs, and he will uh, he's like a Cam Newton type 
player. And as we all know what Cam Newton did in the SEC all those years ago, he's very similar. He's very similar. Um, and they got a great running back, too. Uh, I forget his name, Funhouse Me. But uh, between those two, they should give Texas A&M problems, regardless of the game being at College Station. I know College Station has good uh, – they get a strong home crowd. But um, I don't think Arkansas is going to be intimidated one bit. So give me Arkansas getting one and a half uh, week four on the college gridiron. Love it, Andy. All right. I love that one. Yes. Good yeah. pick. I agree. I agree. Um, really, both we of them. We need them. We're two and eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're rooting for you. Rooting for you there, well, buddy. We get, you got a lot, a lot of time left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Um, I don't think I gave analysis for the uh, Florida pick. Um, I will in a moment because we're going to segue to that now. So here are the featured games of the week in college football. And... Um, not that many, I, I think. But we do have a couple of awesome ones. So let's see if we can jump on this for a second here. Um, yeah, this one. There we go. Cool. So, uh, yeah. So the you, uh, we've talked about Clemson Wake Forest already. Andy had that in picks. That's a pretty good way to start the day. I think that's coming up at noon on ABC. And um, Arkansas, Texas A&M also covered in picks. Andy was big on Arkansas. And um, much to like with the Arkansas program. It was really on the up. Um, Pittman, I am also a fan of, and then um, we talked about USC Oregon State just a few minutes ago, and uh, Kevin's big on USC. A really, really good start. I mean that that Will, Caleb Williams, um, Lincoln Riley combo, and then other assorted players <coughs> from Oklahoma, no less. Not just those two, but <laughs> it seems like he brought in like uh, like you know half a dozen people from uh, or Oklahoma over to USC. It's pretty exciting. But uh, that should be a very good game, and it's buried on Pac-12 Network, so no one will get to watch it. But it should be a good game anyway. Um, and then uh, the big game, clearly, Florida-Tennessee. And so what I was going to say about this pick, about this game, is that I I just think of the two coaches. I, I feel like Billy Napier's just really got his head on straight. He's really got a plan. I think it's a really exciting scenario for him. And... Um, I think to explain their terrible performance against, well, let's just say shaky performance against North South Florida, it could well have been a look ahead spot for Florida as well. So they won, good. Had they lost, it wouldn't have killed them because it was not a conference loss. But it's better that they won it, even though they didn't really win the game. Is really the other team losing? Still, good, good matchups all the way around here. So um, we really talked about most of the games already. I don't know if there's anything you, if there's anything you want to add. Feel free. I'm going to give it to you first, Andy. Is there anything you wanted to add as far as featured games uh, coming up in week four or any other games that you want to talk about? Yeah, no respect for Oregon-Washington State. That's the Tim Brando game. I'm just kidding. But yeah, that's, that's a big game. That's a big game for both Oregon and Washington State. Um, no no love for North No love for Notre Dame, UNC. Notre Dame could always be in that. In that square graphic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe last year when Howell was there at, at, Nord- at North Carolina. This year, I don't know. It's just... No, I'm just looking at some of these announcer pairings. Yeah. So the game that Kevin picked, um, is Iowa Rutgers FS1, Ian Eagle's son Noah, who does a great job. He'll be on the call with Mark Helfrich. Um, and then uh, – Kansas State, Oklahoma. That's the 8 p.m. Saturday night Fox game. Jason Benetti and Brock Heward. 
Washington, Stanford, I'm just going to list that game out there because David Shaw always gives Washington the EBGBs and that, that would be mm-hmm. like a great letdown spot for Washington. But Emmett Smith's son, who's Stanford's best running back is out. So Washington's favored by 14 and I, I don't want to bet that game, but I probably will. I'll probably yeah. end up betting Stanford and then tweeting like a madman of why <laughs> I hate David Shaw. But that game, that's FS1, uh, Alex Faustin, Dave knows Petros Papadakis. Yeah, both well. those guys. Yeah, because Alex Faust is the uh, play-by-play voice of the LA Kings in the NHL, yeah. So, yeah, and yeah. Dave, you're right. The USC Pac-12 game is buried on the Pac-12 network, <laughs> which is unfortunate. But I'll, I will uh. go like – I. So I can get the Pac-12 network if need be and, and put it on a put it on a monitor. I mean, our friend Kevin, uh, also known as Floyd, I wonder if he'll go or maybe because his daughter goes to Oregon State. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if he's flying there. But who knows? Getting off the beaten path here. But um, Wyoming BYU that Friday night. So yeah, fast forward. Last Friday, he had some like two of the closer games in the slate. Uh, Air Force, which we all love going into this year, just completely had no respect for Wyoming, and uh, they couldn't win. I know they had two starters not play at the last minute for undisclosed reasons, but you got to beat Wyoming if you're going to be a surprise team out of the Mountain West. And now all of a sudden, Boise State has going to be Boise State again, most likely, unfortunately, out of the Mountain Division. But all that to say, Wyoming, who we all thought, was horrible and they very well still may be um their only loss was illinois week one now they're three and one and they uh they take their talents to provo saturday night um yeah dave i'm gl- i'm actually glad you didn't list wisconsin ohio state as a featured game even though like it actually is a featured game because it's an abc saturday night game mm-hmm. that is herbie that is fowler but it's it's just washington or wisconsin is a snail and I'm, um, you know, Ohio State. Yeah, they're explosive. They weren't as explosive as we thought they would be against Notre Dame, but maybe that was just Week One. But I, I don't know. I, I probably, I probably don't want. I don't want to bet that game, but I probably will. Um, you know what? I don't usually like disagreeing with Ron, but I don't know. I kind of like Tennessee against Florida, and um. I think Tommy must Anthony Richardson because Tommy, Mister, I I don't watch college football unless it's Notre Dame, and I'll parachute in and give these hot takes based on my thirty seconds of watching these games. So after the Utah Florida game, he's like Anthony Richardson is definitely going to be a Heisman contender, and uh, he's not. I don't think Anthony Richardson throws the ball enough to be uh, a Heisman contender. They get nothing out of their passing game. That game against Kentucky, I think Florida is more what you saw against Florida, against Kentucky and South Florida is more, that's more them. That's their version than the game you saw against Utah. So all this to say, I like Napier, but I think he's got a little ways to go. And, as much of a punching bag Tennessee's been year after year after year, I think Heupel, he knows how to pass. He knows how to pass. He's got a great passing quarterback, and they score a lot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, do you, you worry about a backdoor card? But I, 
I think Tennessee, this, you know, there's going to be any version of Tennessee to take care of business against Florida. This would be it because Tennessee has the chops from a passing game standpoint to get ahead. And I don't think Florida, the way that they're currently built offensively can, can keep up with Tennessee unless they really run a snail offense and chew up play clock. But that's my, that's just my Mongo thought on, on that SCC game. And then any other featured games that I would, you know, Texas, Texas tech, that doesn't, I mean, that's a very good game to gamble on Dave Fleming and uh, Rod Gilmore. Um, but I don't think it's like marquee by any stretch of the imagination. Baylor, Iowa State. I like Baylor in that one. Um, Clemson, Wake Forest. That's McDonough and Todd. Um, what's his name? Todd Blackledge. Yeah, Todd Blackledge. Taste gets of the that town. Game. Yeah. Yeah, taste of the town. Uh, so we'll be we'll be into that game. Yeah, all those, all four of those games are definitely marquee. Definitely marquee, Dave. And then yeah, mm-hmm. a couple more that we we kind of just sprinkled in. Um, it's a good slate. Yeah, definitely a good slate. Yeah, these top, those top games, those top crust games are definitely winners. I love it. Um, I I don't. I mean, I really could see that going either way. I mean, I've been saying all year that I think Tennessee actually is legitimately back. I actually think that's a thing. It's going to be a thing. Uh, so I feel like they'll win. I mean, it's just maybe able to win by like three or four points, but. Um, but definitely, it's it's going to be different, I think. It's going to be different for both programs, really, because Broder has been struggling, too. It's nice to see them both starting to really build some momentum and getting back into where they needed to be. So it's cool to see that. Um, all right, so, Kevin, anything you want to add as far as the week four action? Um, for for me, I guess Thursday, uh, West uh, Virginia, Virginia boys, West Virginia, Virginia Tech, that's another guy we didn't even touch on. Neil Brown, he's Neil kind Brown. of... Ooh. He's on the. I mean, I know they've had close games, but uh, if they can't beat Virginia Tech, they're going to start looking for him to go soon. But he, um, and then Virginia Tech's got a new coach, so he's he'll be safe for a while. So, but I like the kind of in-state stuff, so I'll be watching that. And then I went on like a Dino Babers rabbit hole YouTube, like inspirational speech the other day. So Friday night, West uh, Virginia at Syracuse with I think Virginia's got that. Uh, Andy's buddy Dabo's old offensive coordinator now. Um, so I like first real look at him. Um, Syracuse is 3 0. So, um, and then Saturday, ooh, Baylor, Iowa State is cool. Like, um, what Andy said, uh, that's kind of is that the um, who's going to be the next coach of Nebraska game? Yeah, right. Uh, um, although, and and the one thing I failed to mention too, UCLA, Dave. Like they have, are they when are they when will they play a team that is remotely I good? I know what you're a saying. Joke. <laughs> what a joke of a schedule this is! And not and only, oh, go ahead. Chip go ahead. Kelly gets such a pass; he actually has a worse record than Herm in the same amount of time. And they it basically flip flop. Herm was like twenty six and twenty, and Chip Kelly's like nineteen and twenty five, and mm-hmm. gets you know, and going into the big 10 soon um that's not gonna that's not gonna go well but they get colorado who is possibly worse than the, than the, the three tomato cans they've played so far so 
I want them, uh, can't wait for them to go up into Andy's neck of the woods and play Washington and Utah and Oregon and just get waxed and paced all around the field and watch him say stupid stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be watching that one, but I just kind of put in Chip, Chip Kelly. I know. And then the last one I'll probably be – I'm curious to see Wisconsin go into Ohio State and see, see what they have, see what that whole – you know, mm-hmm. Chris and Jim Leonard and all those guys can come up with uh, to try to stop that, <laughs> that Buckeye attack. Well, I mean, it wasn't that easy for it wasn't that easy for Toledo, was it? <laughs> Toledo got no. destroyed in that game. Seventy, what was it? Seventy-seven to. There was, there was some. There was some. God. There was some. There was some high scores this week. Um, <laughs> and I share Andy's thought on on Florida. I like the coach. I like quarterback. I watched those. For, I watched the first two games this year with them and. Florida State won, and then the Kentucky. He kind of got hit in the mouth a couple times, and the the look in his eyes weren't really. It wasn't really looking like. I don't know. In in a tough spot, I, I don't have much confidence in in that guy. He seems a little bit soft. Interesting. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I'm watching from here, so who knows? <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. So that that was as far as far as the games I'll be looking at, and mm-hmm. obviously, I won't be looking at my picks until the next day because. Last thing I'm going to say, as far as Oregon State, I, I really have been pretty, I've been pretty, I've been feeling pretty good about them too. And it just makes me remind myself, it reminds me that they need to move with Oregon wherever they're going. Because I, I don't think they should be stuck in that whatever becomes of the Pac-12 after USC. They will. State. Oregon State and Washington State are, are afterthoughts. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think the conferences care about, about that. Yeah. It's too bad. I think they, Yeah. Yeah, it just the reason I say that is because a I just think it's a great school. Like I think Kevin, not you, Kevin, but um, uh, but uh, Floyd Merriweather uh, also told me about the scenario with his daughter going up there, and it just seems like a great spot. And uh, I think they're really well funded, and it's just it would be a real shame. They were one of the four founding members of the pack. Then at that point, I guess the pack four. Um, it, you guys it, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I don't think like they didn't. The Big Ten doesn't want UCLA because of the rivalry with USC. They want it because of the basketball. Oh it yeah, that's a good the, point. That's the, a good point. It's definitely not because of the rivalry. It's definitely for the basketball. I don't, I don't think yeah. these these teams, these conferences. I mean, over the SEC and Big Ten care about breaking up the. You no, know, no, they are, you're right. Stuff. There's no more Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. No, so yeah, that SEC sucks too. Care. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But I mean, here's the thing: it's the, it's the it's the you know diehard college football fan that cares about that. But they'll mm-hmm. they'll get over it when they get twelve teams in the playoff and it's cool. <laughs> all this kind of fun stuff. Yeah. yeah you're exactly. saying that's that's what I was just gonna say. What Kevin said, like you know, when we had that summer podcast about the playoff, when we had the summer podcast about the Big Ten stuff and how the Pac-12 was dead and Bill Walton's gonna have like crying <laughs> a river of tears and he still might like. But if the playoff gets expanded to 12, then, like, the new Pac-12, which will be, you know, won't be a patch on the old Pac-10's fanny, but there'll be room for that conference to get a team. Oh, yeah. So, you know, a school like Washington State can still dream every year now. Oh, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it, good fellas. All right, let's go ahead and segue on towards to the NFL, where there was a lot of exciting action. It started all the way back on Thursday when the Chargers hung in there. Give it to them. Like they they gave 
They gave Kansas City a game until that pick six from the goal line. <laughs> that was a rough ending. That's a like I was saying, like it, it doesn't get more Chargers than that. Like they were right there, ready to score, and they get it picked up for touchdown. But uh, give it. But they still wanted to cover and spread after all that. Um, and then the rest of it, I, I'm just gonna let Andy explain all that. That was just a. I still cannot believe the Jets won that game. What the fuck? Hey, Andy, let me give it to you for last week's action. Fuck the, the Browns. But, yeah, <laughs> we'll rewind to Thursday. That was a great game. I, Sorry, Yachts. Sorry to hear that, Yachts. Get well soon, Yachts. Condolences, Yachts. Uh, good luck, Yachts. But hang in there, Yachts. Congratulations, Yachts. All the Yachtses. That was a good game. Like, yeah, it was, wasn't as high scoring as a lot of people might have thought it would be. Uh, although it came close to hitting that over. But uh, good job, Dave, scouting that one out uh, with Thank the you. under. Um, so, yeah, that was almost like a three-parter type of game. Like, for a while, it looked like the Chargers were either going to win or cover. Kansas City uh, just did not look like vintage Kansas City until they did. And even when they did, uh, LAC had that great response where, as Dave alluded to, they went all the way down the field, down to the goal line. But they were like running this hurry up, up tempo offense. And uh, Everett was like gassed and tired and maybe even like gimpy. And instead of like realizing that or running a like a handoff or something, they went right to him and he went one way and Herbert thought he was going another. And um, I think it was like a rookie cornerback, uh, whoever it was for the Chiefs, just he read it perfectly and took it all the way to the house. Um, and then with the chance to go up 14, Kansas City got uh, a little stagnant and settled for the field goal. And San Diego or LAC had a great backdoor cover. If you had them, if you had Kansas City, you're like, I just wish, like, I just wish we went to the, why do we have to have three phases of this game? Why, why did we have to get teased? Like I was, I, I was accepting the loss. I accepted, I accepted the Chiefs weren't going to cover until that, that second wave. And then it, then I got, excited I'm like ooh the Chiefs might cover after all and then they didn't so it's like I would have just I was accepting and then I wasn't and then they stole it and that just kind of set the tone for a lot of Sunday afternoon uh we'll start with the good from Sunday morning out here in the west coast the Patriots played well Belichick as a underdog or at Belichick coming off a loss is like has a very good record against the spread uh and i guess oh fuck you robbie ray why are you walking guys um the steelers coming off that big win from cincinnati and maybe looking ahead to this game tomorrow against their division rivals the hated browns maybe they thought the patriot game was you know not quite look ahead but didn't give bill and uh mac jones their all and it that was an ugly game, Dave. I don't know how much if you watched yeah, it. It was on locally, so yeah, I saw almost the whole thing. Yeah, Defense. yeah. I mean, it was like it was like an Iowa Wisconsin game. Yeah, <laughs> but disguised as an NFL game. You're like, oh, we're gonna punt. 
We're going to punt. We're going to run the ball. We're not going to try to do anything stupid and hope the other team does something stupid. And that's exactly how it played out. There was one explosive play. Mac Jones had a 45-yard touchdown pass, and it was a lot of handoffs and a lot of punts and a lot of checkdowns by Mitch Trubisky. Um, but good for them. Uh, let's go to that Browns-Jets game. I had a, I mean, I had a survivor team named the Cleveland Browns. I had a money line parlay with the Cleveland Browns oh, no. and oh, no. the uh, Baltimore Ravens. I had the Ravens minus three and a half. I had the Browns minus six and a half. And so when they they go up thirteen and they miss, and Cade York makes an extra point, I tweet like, "Oh, they, I guarantee this missed extra point's gonna fuck up." Minus six and a half because the back door was wide open. Little did we know that that wasn't that was just the very tip of the <laughs> what the what the Browns allowed to happen. You could not you could not script that. You could not make it up. I mean, obviously you can't make it up because it actually happened. But like that is just such a that is such a Browns situation. Like you. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. I don't even blame Chubb for not like taking a knee because, like, what really bothered me—not the extra, the yeah, the extra point bothered me, but the uh, just you—you got to receive, you got to recover that onside kick. They took a timeout to plan what they're going to do on the onside kick, and they still didn't get the onside kick. So, fuck, fuck the Browns. Fuck the Browns. I'm taking the Steelers tomorrow. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Um, good. Some of the other games were, you know, the Lions are exciting. I don't know if they're any good. Their offense is really good. I think they're just going to be in a lot of, like, 38, 35 type games against, like, halfway decent to crummy teams. But, you know, once the Lions play, like, a team like Green Bay, they might get their doors blown off. But, um, they play hard for that meathead of a coach, Dan Campbell. So that's all you can ask for. <laughs> um, and they're entertaining, you know, because you can be you can be good and boring, you can be bad and boring, but you can be entertaining. And you, if you're entertaining, that's that's basically that's what you care about in the in the NFL. The um, some of the other morning games, yeah, we touched on that Raven Dolphin game, uh, you know. Tua Tagliavola giving the big finger to all his doubters. I mean, he's got Waddle and Tyreek Hill and that delicate genius of a head coach. Like, that's good. Like, that's, you know, not to sound like Trent Dilfer, where's my pencil? Mark Fleurless, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when you got receivers like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and one guy's going, like, running a, you know, just a, a streak, downfield and then you got the other guy you know doing like a slant or a, you know coming down the middle underneath that's gonna be hard that's hard to cover but anyway uh good for the dolphins good for Tua um the the Rams and Falcons had a interesting ending with the backdoor scenario but Mariota threw like three or at least two hideous interceptions throughout the game to kind of kill any chance of Atlanta actually winning that game outright. Uh, the Seahawks came back to earth. The worst thing to happen for them was Trey Lance getting hurt because Jimmy G is a much better quarterback than Trey Lance. But uh, 
Seahawks have gone six quarters without scoring a touchdown, but that's okay. I mean, whatever. That happens. Um, Giants and Panthers played a, you know, poo versus vomit type of game. Baker Mayfield's horrendous. Daniel Jones is horrendous. Uh, Brian Dable, probably marginally better than Matt Rule. I don't know. But um, now the the Giants might go 3-0. and uh, Dallas-Cincinnati played a kind of crummy game, but since it was Nance and Romo and it was in Dallas and it's Joe Burrow, it gets a little elevated. But it's still, you know, putting lipstick on a pig, if you ask me. Something's rotten. Dave, you could rewind the tape. Kevin, you can rewind the tape. I, I like I hate the fact that I'm picking Cincinnati because their their offensive line is so shitty and Micah Parsons is gonna go ham and Micah Parsons went ham and Joe Burrow, like, he just doesn't have time to get the ball out of his hands. And if he has no time to get the ball out of hands, the Bengal receivers can't run like their elaborate roots and they just get compromise but i'm not gonna panic on the Bengals. like they'll figure it out they're they're too talented to not figure it out but there's something to be said about this super bowl hangover and it might be kind of lingering but they'll be okay i'm just sick of cooper rush fucking up these games uh cooper rush, cooper rush whatever <laughs> but someone on someone said on the talk radio they actually it actually made sense like I think Dak Prescott gets a little overrated. Like, so, like, Dak Prescott to Cooper Rush might not be that much of, like, a talent discrepancy. And, you know, Dallas, as we've seen, like, that pass rush is going to keep that team in games, and they play in a, you know, a so-so NFC East. So I think Dallas will be fine. Uh, whether you like them or not, they'll be fine. Um, the Eagles, surprisingly prolific, or maybe not surprisingly prolific. A lot of people think the Nick Serini or whatever his name is is uh, knows got the pulse on the offense, and um, they showed that Monday night against Minnesota. Uh, Dave, Kevin, you guys can talk about that Arizona Raider game. I mean. I still don't really believe how that happened, but as someone that had a uh, Cardinals plus five and a half ticket, I, I don't care, but Derek Carr is not it. I don't think McDaniels is it. That's it right there. Yeah, Kevin gets it. And then yeah. um, I was I was hurting so bad gambling, and I didn't – I was either going to pay the bookie a ton of money or I was going to, like, survive. And so I just – I bet – Way too much money on Green Bay, like Green Bay first quarter, Green Bay first half, Green Bay live. And it it almost didn't work out because Fields got stuffed. Like he was in, like it looked like he was in on third. Like he, he, he had the ball on the pylon, but the, his knee was on the ground. So then it was fourth and like in, fourth in inches. And they didn't get it. Had they got it, it would only be a seven-point game in the fourth quarter. And I would have been throwing stuff at the bar I was at with, uh, with Bill, <laughs> T.R., True story. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 hold on. You were with TR this weekend? I was. Whoa. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Wow. Anyway, okay, keep going, keep going. <laughs> anyway, Green Bay, uh, Aaron Rodgers is, he makes the Bears, he, he's their daddy. Um, and then no one can stop Buffalo. Yeah. I don't know who's going to stop Buffalo. How did Buffalo, I mean, we know how they turned into a buck. 
they have turned into like an absolute wagon and people so when I mean they gotta win a couple of Super Bowls and then as what as what always happens like people get sick of them like people got sick of the Warriors and maybe we're jumping the gun with the Bills because the Chiefs are still the Chiefs but people start to get sick of the the Chiefs people start to get sick of Pat Mahomes because his brother the douche like eventually <laughs> maybe four years from now people will get sick of the, the Buffalo Bills but right now everyone loves the Bills yep. Josh Allen can do nothing wrong although uh, their coach is still a fucking dumbass for how that AFC championship game ended last year yeah. but Josh Allen the Stefan Diggs is I don't know name a better duo right now you can, you really can't the one thing that really sticks out with me with Buffalo is their defense their defensive line is just so good like getting Von Miller was a great get like their 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 defensive line is the truth it is so good like you can't get anything on them Derrick Henry was absolutely humiliated in that game against uh, Buffalo on Monday just Really impressed with that. Um, I think there's one thing we forgot to talk about. Uh, Tampa, Tampa, yes, yes. Tom Brady, what he looks washed. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Like, is it the marriage scenario? Is it the, is it that? I don't know, but. That poor guy, like he has been struggling this year. Give it to the rest. Absolutely, I know. I have. I had. I had the Saints, but the refs mm. absolutely hated the Saints. But <laughs> the Saints also did to themselves. Don't fumble, Mark Ingram. Don't fumble. I mean, that fumble killed him. Fumbling at the Bucks 10. Yeah. Good night. Yep. All right, so let's go to Kevin. Anything you want to add as far as the weekend action last weekend in the NFL? Andy's right. McDaniels is a fraud. That's why the Raiders blew that game. That guy, he – Piggybacking on my own college thing, he, he, McDaniel's is on. That guy's not long for this world. Although he's he's with the Raiders, so that may be his saving grace. But he is a joke from like his shitty performance in Denver all those years yeah. to he's. I think he was part of both spy gates. Um, he left the Colts hanging. He's just a dick. So he, he deserves what he he he's got this like I'm the smartest guy in the room thing going on but we all know that just by being in the room with the smartest guy belichick does it make you the smartest guy and that's washing off and another guy with a little belichick kind of stink on him who hasn't had a good record but i mean i know buffalo's good but i watched that get game and the Vrabel and his boys looked like a jv team from like new york going down to florida to play the best team in the state like you know, alligator arms, dropping balls, four, I think four turnovers. They gave up like 400 yards. Like, I know the Bills are awesome, but you think like Vrabel's like this tough, tough guy. I mean, they just got tossed. They did not look prepared. And when I see like, I know I'm kind of coming back into this whole thing, but when I see like those kind of not prepared kind of mental things, that to me is more like the coaches. That's like, they just weren't ready to play. Um, and I know Buffalo is a hard place to play, but I mean, this is not uh, a softer, no offense kind of West Coast team, or, or like in maybe back in the day, or um, the Dolphins or something like that. Like this is the tight. This is a supposed. This is a historically badass, smash your face mm-hmm. team, and mm-hmm. they looked weak and not prepared. Um, and then the only thing else for the week for me that I, oh, I. Is um, 
Thursday night. And so I was excited. The only letdown was, I think for me, was Herb Street when he opened his mouth. Like, not that he's bad. It's just that he signifies to me college football. And listening to him, I was sort of like, oh, this isn't like it didn't have a Al Michaels obviously brings the juice. And although he's kind of getting a little bit, he looks a little frail and uh, yeah, voice isn't really <laughs> cutting through like like some of these older um, like the old venerable guys that did it right till the end. But Herb Street to me, I was like, oh, this is this isn't that big of a deal. Like this is they just got some college guy. It wasn't. To me, it, it took something away from it instead of adding to all of this. And oh goodness, there the woman. I don't know. It was my first time seeing her the on the field crew with Richard Sherman, and <coughs> she her voice was Dave. I know you you've done this business forever. Like her voice cut through nothing. Like <laughs> I couldn't. And some of the Is stuff that... there was a lot of uhs and ahs and I'm trying to remember that it, was. It was really hard to uh, Kaylee Hartong or whatever Kaylee her last name. Kaylee Hartong. Was. No, yeah. not the not the sideline reporter. Uh, oh, who, the one who hosted like Is the that show. Is Carissa it. Thompson? It was she was a blonde. The, the, the yeah. sideline one was okay. She she yeah. was fine. The, but the one who hosted it was Richard Sherman, Fitzpatrick. And Tony Gonzalez. Hold on, let me see. Who, fine, whatever. Richard Sherman, by the way, is the best of all three of those guys. But, um, she, I don't know. It was it was awkward. Her like, the stuff that you prepare for too, knowing a little bit about it is like you know those outros, intros, and they were really, they were kind of soft. I don't know. I know Gruden. I know Gruden is like persona non grata. But if if uh, if they if they wanted some juice, you know, and Amazon, who they don't give a shit about. Uh, what you do i mean they've been they've taken over the world by exploiting you know third world countries so i mean putting gruden in there with al michaels would have been would have <laughs> given some some juice i know he's yeah that would have been a little bit yeah, it might be too ballsy soon. is not really the word uh, it might I mean, be too soon. he needs like anything. a speech like a, like a i'm sorry speech i think and then yeah i, think, I guess know, and, like and probably, he's the one i thought of i i know yeah. i you know not liking her i know i have to come with some alternative i don't want to be those kind of guys who just does it sucks without a without a way to fix it? So it, it wasn't. I knew I know he'd be too controversial at this time, but someone like that, and and, and really just like an NFL person, right, 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 not a college person. Yeah, yeah. that's an interesting take. I mean, I didn't really feel the same way about it, but I mean, uh, there can be a little bit of bias because you've associated him so much with yeah, because he was just and he was yeah. in and, he, and I listened to him again on Saturday, and I'm like, oh, this feels right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, when he was doing the college, which is what I'm glad he kept that job, right? Like I thought he would have left ESPN to do this, and I'm, so it's good that he didn't. But you're right. I think, yeah, I can understand that. I understand that. Um, and yeah. Trico blows, by the way. Yeah, that's another topic. But I've always thought that you know, and I, you and I have always talked <laughs> we, about that. I've, I've I've texted you about him. Yes, only you have. Of some of the, <laughs> and Andy has too. Andy's been made that, very that on the inside, but he's a, he's such a douche. God. So you've 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 had interactions with him behind the scenes too, right? So you, is he is he kind of a douchey well, guy? Well, I mean, he can't. We, we're not going to go on, but like, I've had people who've worked uh, in, sure. around it, sure. so it's it's secondhand, obviously. So okay. you can't really. We're not going to go there. But. Okay, let's not go there. But so yeah, I confirmed that the the halftime lady was Carissa Thompson, who had, has had a long career at Fox doing uh, various shows for, not necessarily not, sometimes uh, during the coverage of the NFL, not not all the time, but. Um, I don't really have a comment on that. I wasn't really paying attention to that part of the show. Um, Andy, what'd you think of the Thursday night coverage? I think 
I think the package is like the production values are great. I get it looked great. Yeah. 4K TV coverage on my Amazon oh, cool. on my on my TV, with the Amazon Prime Video app was fantastic. It looked just absolutely stunning. But uh, announcers were okay. Like I, I think yeah, Kevin's points are very valid. But uh, what do you think, Andy? I didn't really hate it. I didn't. I didn't think it was like fantastic. I just thought it was thought it was a decent presentation. I was lucky enough to not have any audio issues or uh, quality visual issues. I watched it on my PS4. Um, but I know like people that aren't like. Like retard. I'm not. You know how some people are just like terrible because they're just old and dinosaurs, and I need Tommy to turn on my computer. That type, but no, like because Floyd was tweeting, and Floyd's a smart dude, but Floyd was like, my audio is having problems. So I think some of the issues had to do with like where they're watching it, like regionally, because um, or like if Kevin was watching it from like a. Like maybe his smart TV was having trouble with Amazon or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I was watching with my PS4 and it was fine. But like I'm watching MLB on my PS4 and it's it's atrocious. And it's like it's not like I don't know how to unplug my HDMI cable. Not like that, you know. Like I know how to log yeah. on and yeah. Here's my Amazon Prime password. But um, Al is good, but he's he's getting older as. Yeah. Kevin alluded to, he, and um, he's, he's kind of going through the motion. I mean, it's Al. He his presence gives the game that extra yeah. layer of oomph. But it's gonna be weird because there's like a Jacksonville, New York Jet game. Although the, the Jet, what do you mean? Jets could be good. Big finger, like I don't know. We'll see what happens. But it is. It's a December game between the Jets and the Jags. Like. I don't know. You could have like eight Al Michaels, and that game might still be a. Like, <laughs> uh, Herb Street, yeah, I agree with Kevin. Like, he, his voice makes me think of college football, but uh, I think he's. I think he's. I would take him over Collinsworth any day of the week. I would take him over Aikman any day of the week. Um, I, I, I'm more. And I think eventually I'll get a lot more used to Herb Street doing the NFL games. So um, he's not – he doesn't do anything, like, atrocious, you know. He's – he's and he doesn't – he doesn't, like – like, Collinsworth just doesn't shut up. Mm-hmm. And he, he just kills those Sunday night broadcasts. Between that and the Jimmy Fallon ads, like, it's just awful. But – um. <laughs> I, I'm on board with this Amazon. I mean, first world problems, like, I do get a little nervous. Like, if I, like, if I, if I pause something on my DirecTV, it's, I know I'm not going to lose it and I could fast forward and I could, I can figure it out. But with Amazon, with the stream, it's a little shaky, like, a little shaky. I didn't want to, I don't want to get too crazy, like, pausing it and stuff like that. And if I need to flick, then if I need to flick, then I'll just watch these Amazon. Like tomorrow, for instance, I'm going to want to watch the Coastal Carolina Georgia State game. I'm going to watch the uh, Virginia, or I'm going to watch a Virginia Tech uh, West Virginia game. 
I'm going to watch the Amazon game. So I'll probably have the Amazon game on one of my computer monitors and whatever baseball is on too. And then I will flick between the college games on, on the television set. Oh, I see. So, yeah, makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, we can we're, – we're fortunate enough we can watch more than one game. So, yeah. yeah. you know, content is king. All these packages. Mike was right. <laughs> I was just about to say, forget Gruden. I just thought about it. You should have, you should have had Francesa in there. Well, that Michael's and Francesa. That would be well, yeah, it'd be entertaining. I don't know if they could. I mean, Amazon is probably the only people who could afford Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have to. Yeah, it's gonna be tough to live to that Bed Rivers money, you know. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, it's actually an interesting point you raise, uh, whether intentional or not, but. When you watch a game on an app, you can't jump to other games that easily. Like you have to go to another app to do it. Right. So that's that's the, my biggest argument. That's yeah. my biggest that's argument. That's the one thing. You're all right. Yep. Yeah. With streaming and cutting the cord and call me an old man, like I can, I'll never be able to cut the cord because I need the instantaneous pivot between ESPN and ESPNU and FS1 and NBC and CBS. Yeah. Call me a degenerate because like, but I am, and I need that instant switch and. Um, you know, fiddle will just be like, "What you're you're crazy!" Like, <laughs> cut the cord and sync up. But I just I can't. I will say this, not to hijack this program. Like, so Direct TV Sunday Ticket has has had two horrendous disasters oh, yes, for the yes. people that are trying to watch it on their phone or on the computer. And I will like whether uh, maybe it'll be Comcast, will be Xfinity, whatever it'll be like. I will quit. Sunday. I will quit Directv next year um, because they won't have the package anymore. Someone else will have the package, and I will get. I'll get cable. Like I, I will quit Directv. Maybe they'll offer me a, a, a year for free or whatever. But I, I will have. I have no loyalty to Directv once the Sunday ticket is not exclusively theirs. Yeah, great call on that. And that was a big topic on Sunday. It had it had shit the bed. Now I didn't even understand. I mean, people were making were speculating, particularly my friend Coach, over in uh, Denver, were speculating that because they were in the last year of their contract with direct with the uh, Sunday ticket, the Directv really gave le- a lot less of a shit about it than they normally would have. Now I don't know if how how true that is, but it would make sense. Um, they are going to offer some rebates to the people who were dealing with that. Annie, let us know if you get that. They should. It's the least they could do. That was ridiculous. Like, how long was that? Out? Like an hour? Like, that's that's terrible. Uh, week one wasn't that long. Mm-hmm. Um, fact, it didn't really didn't affect me at all. Mm-hmm. Last Sunday, though, it was like well over an hour. Oh my god! No, that's yeah. that's not that's inexcusable. That's inexcusable. For the money they make, it's just ridiculous. So, all right, let's get to this week's action. Um, I think we're gonna do the picks first, and then we'll talk about the what the games that are coming up. And there are some good ones, some good ones. So let's start. We're gonna go to the written picks first. So let's begin with the picks from Ron in New Jersey. Where are you, Ron? Here we go. Okay, so here you go. Ron's picks for week number. Week number three in the NFL. And, and again, there are some good games coming up on the schedule. So let's just take this bit by bit. Game number one for Ron. 
He's going to take the Washington Commanders getting six and a half versus the Eagles, who just thumped. They just thumped Minnesota. I mean, that was just a, that was a, that was a blowout win for them. Um, game number two for Ron's picks will be the hometown Broncos getting one and a half against the 49ers, who, as was as was alluded to, are now running with Jimmy Garoppolo because uh, Trey Lance got hurt very early in the game um, last week against Seattle. So the Broncos in there. Oh, that's what I wanted to get into. I forgot to mention that. Hackett was absolutely miserable. Good God, he was terrible. But uh, he will take them anyway, getting one and a half to go along with the Commanders plus six and a half for week three. Right in New Jersey. Okay, so next up we have John's picks. And uh, John has these selections for us from the, from the NFL in week numero tres. Here we go. For John, let us... Where am I here? Uh, there we go. Okay, John in Connecticut is going to select... Wait a second. Oh, he's going head-to-head -head with Ron. Oh, my goodness. This is wild. Okay. So he's going to get. He's going to take the 49ers, giving the one and a half on the road against the Broncos. Sight, probably on the grounds, and this is just me speculating, but um, I think he... He must think that Shanahan's going to have a do a much better coaching job than Hackett. Not a high bar, but I love it. So head-to-head <laughs> -head picks right there. Um, his second pick will be Texans getting three at the Bears in Chicago. So John in Connecticut. 49ers giving one and a half going head-to-head -head with Ron. And Texans plus three. Yeah, this is that's going to be an exciting battle, folks. We'll see. All right, so now we move ahead to uh, the picks that I have for you from the NFL week three. Let's do it. All right, so we're going to start um, with the sh absolute showdown of the week. I mean, this is the game of the games. So the Bills, we talked about the Bills and their defensive line and how great they are. But, Ron, but, 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 but uh, you know, I'll tell you what, Kevin has a point. I think that the, they played some teams that were just not ready for the game. Definitely the case with Tennessee. They just looked like they were ill-prepared to handle that intensity. And uh, beyond that, I just think that they didn't have another move. Like, once they were punched in the mouth, like, they didn't know what to do. They literally didn't know what to do. Like, let's run Henry. Oh, yeah. He didn't get anything. All right, let's just uh, throw some really lazy pass at somebody. Oh, my God, he got intercepted. Tannehill was absolutely awful. But uh, I don't see that same kind of response from the Dolphins. And even though you might think the Dolphins might be in for a letdown, they are going to be home. And uh, Tua as a mobile quarterback is going to be the first real challenge that this Bills defensive line has had this entire season. And now it's my turn to have a pencil. I think that you should never underestimate the heart of a team that's an underdog that's disrespected. And I do think that everyone's going to be talking to the Bills here in, in, in the week leading up to this game. The Dolphins getting six. I love it all the way. We're going to go with the Dolphins. Um, and it should be a closer game. I don't think they'll win. But I think they're going to be right there all day long. Game number two. Because the Bengals have to win sometime. We're going to take the Bengals giving five at the Jets. The Jets needed 30 things to go right from Chubb not like kneeling, not falling down to, to, to run out the clock to them recovering an onside kick to them getting the ball in overtime to them kicking the thing to, to getting the, I think I forget what at this point, whether it was a touchdown or what to win the game. The Jets got so much luck in their favor. There is absolutely no way that's going to happen two weeks in a row. 
the Bengals are way too talented. They have got to finally win a game, and I think they'll win this one pretty convincingly. So Bengals giving five to the Jets for game number two. Bonus pick for two bonus picks, actually. I'm going to give you two. Um, bonus pick number one, I will take the under in the in the Steelers-Browns game. I don't take it with a lot of confidence, but when you talk about 20-mile-per-hour wins in Cleveland, and it's going to sustain for the entire day from beginning to end, um, generally that results in a really low-scoring game. And for two offenses, it really haven't been that great in the, in the first place. I think under 3.5 has a real chance. So that's my first bonus pick. For bonus pick two is going to be Ravens giving 2.5 at the Patriots. Um Though again, I don't, I don't exactly know if that's gonna go turn out well for them, but um, I do like Lamar Jackson. We'll see. So the official picks again: Dolphins plus six, Bengals minus five, week three. All right, Andy. Um, do you want to go with the picks next, or do you want to give it to Kevin first? I'll just shoot him real quick. I'll do the picks. Okay, let's do it. Here yeah. Um, by the way, yeah, we didn't get to kill the Falcons, or didn't get to kill the Colts, but fuck them. We can't beat the Jaguars. They're six, the Jaguars are 6-42 and 42 in the last 48, and four of those wins are against the Colts. Yep. They can never beat the Colts. <laughs> just atrocious. But um, we'll talk about that in a second with the marquee games or whatever. But, yeah, I think – anyway, uh, let's do the picks real quick. I'm going to go uh, checker on a checker with checker on a checker and go head-to-head with Ron. I love San Francisco. I think something's wrong like, – uh, I I like Shanahan. Yeah, Shanahan screwed up a couple games. He, uh, you know, as the Falcon OC, he, he screwed that one up. But Shanahan does laps around Nathaniel Hackett. Laps. Long mm-hmm. laps around Nathaniel Hackett. And um, you gave him the... You know, the acid test to the truth serum, he would tell you that Jimmy G is a better quarterback than Trey Lance, and Jimmy G is the quarterback currently. And they got, you know, Kittle's healthy from what I gather. Um, Debo Samuel is one of the most dynamic receivers in the league. Get out, get out. Fuck. Don't say it. Fuck, these stupid cameras. Fuck. <laughs> Terrible cameras and Dave Sims getting excited. What could go wrong? Dave Sims. Oh, no. The is Al, Trou- it, is Al like Troutwig doing it? It's just it's Sims and Blowers. Anyway, yeah. Um, God. I love San Francisco. I'm going to fade the Broncos until they can cover. I, although I took them... I took them last Sunday against the Texans because I didn't, I didn't think Hackett would lay two eggs in a row, but he has. So now I want him to lay three eggs in a row. And <laughs> you're just something rotten right now. You know, if I, the Broncos, if Gamble, we all know Gamble. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. If Gamble, if Gamble was a Broncos fan instead of a Nets fan, he'd be saying they just need time to gel. Maybe they do need time to gel. So, uh Give me San Francisco against the – they just need to gel Denver Broncos. Uh, game number one. Game number two, as Kevin alluded to, between these two coaches, Bill O'Brien and uh, Vrabel. I mean, Vrabel, I mean, the the shine wore off him awfully quick. Uh, yeah. Now, having said that, these two mental midgets – although 
<laughs> to be fair, I think McDaniels is you, maybe he's just only meant to be like a really good offensive coordinator, and that's that's it. Like, and then if he goes in the HC level, he's biting a little more than he can chew. Um, so right now he is potentially biting more than he can chew as the head coach of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I am going to take the Tennessee Titans with the bonehead Vrabel and the rock for brains, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, they are getting to hosting the Raiders. And this is a, uh, to sound like meek, like both these teams had relatively high expectations. Both these teams made the playoffs the previous year. Both these teams are 0-2. Neither of these teams want to be 0-3. It's almost like a loser leaves town kind of game um, for these two teams that, you know, lost the expectations on paper. You'd expect the Titans to be a lot better than where they are right now. I know, you know, they lost um, they lost one of their good receivers last year. The name escapes me. Uh, I'm not even talking about Julio Jones. I'm talking about the other guy. Uh, Is it Brown? He's on Brown, yeah, he's without Brown, Tanny Hill is he's a shell of his former self, but he's still got one of the best running backs in the league. And um, they should be better. They should be better. And if you want to kind of turn that season around, you need to beat the Las Vegas Raiders at home. Uh, simple task. Simple task, not a reason not an unreasonable ask. Uh, we've never been Derek Carr fans. Um, I know him in um, Devontae Adams go all the way back to Fresno State, but I don't know. The way they butchered that game against Cliff fucking Kingsbury of all coaches <laughs> just makes you wonder. And um, just never been a Derek Carr guy. He's he's like the type of, not to compare sports, but there are certain pitchers that like win the 3-2 games, and then there's certain pitchers that lose the 3-2 games, and feel like Derek Carr is always like at the, the losing end of these 50-50 type of contests. So, um, yeah, man, give me the Tennessee Titans and give me the San Francisco 49ers week three in the NFL. All right, Andy, good luck. Thanks very much for those picks. And now let's go over to Kevin on the Cape. Let's round it out and get your picks for NFL week three. You guys are amazing. I didn't even realize when I were calling, we were calling out those two clowns that they were they were going head to head this week. <laughs> That's just how my head on the sand, sand I am. Um, and there's a few things from from that, Dave. Uh, the next so future Twitch show, Davey has a pencil. <laughs> I think that has, that has potential. Um, pencil. I think that's that's solid. <laughs> and savvy Dave going with using weather for. One of his bonus picks. Oh, I, I love weather, Lake. weather unders. Yeah, yeah. Lake Lake effect is real, Dave. I mean, I'm with you on that. I I'll one day, one day, uh, when I'm back on the West Coast, I'll tell you this the story of getting caught in in Lake Effect in like the spring and almost dying driving a van full of T-shirts to oh, a Detroit Pistons game. Wow. From New Jersey. Oof. Um, yeah, it was you know it was in between in between gigs you know. Um, so this week. Oh, I don't know where to go. Um, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm back doing this stuff, so I don't really want to do the checkers. So I'm gonna take Andy Reid. All right, Chiefs. I think it's six and a half. Maybe it's higher by now. Um, 
for the sole reason is when I was doing some preparation, I read a little little nugget that said in Andy, Andy Reid's career, he is 16 and six against the spread in week three. That means so something so ridiculous <laughs> so that I was like, it's so dumb. But I'm like, that's exactly what kind of NFL gambler I'm going to be this year. I'm going to find these little dumb nuggets and just go with it. Um, so I'm taking the Chiefs uh, for pick one. And uh, this is, I don't know the stats on this one, but I feel like the Saints are, are pretty strong uh, against the spread of Carolina over the years. So pick number two is going to be New Orleans um, over Carolina. All right. Well, Kevin, I think you're on both. I think you've got a good spot in both of those. Uh, the Panthers are. No, wait, wait. Did you? You're. you're wait. Did you, well, let me just double check. Saints are giving three. Okay. At Carolina. Um, the Chiefs are giving only five and a half. That's pretty good value there, I think, okay. against the Colts. So, um, good luck, Kev. Appreciate you. That's. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, Andy Reese has a lot of those kind of stats. He's been around the league a long time, so he's a good coach. That's the bottom line. I think uh, I think that you have, there's a real shot for both of those. Um, so thanks again for the picks, everyone. Let's go and look at the games of the week. There are, no, there are numerous games of the week. It's going to be an exciting week in the NFL. Um, if we take a look at these four games that are, just, that are featured tonight, I don't know. 49ers Broncos might not qualify for this, but I did have to kind of stretch for an extra one. Um, but the other three seem pretty interesting. Steelers, Browns. I'm not saying it's gonna be a good game. I just think it's gonna be an interesting game. It's gonna be very ugly. Um, really, a great opportunity for the Steelers. Their defense really has looked very good to start the year, particularly downfield. I think their secondary has played very well this year. Um, and the Browns. I mean, really, it does feed off of Nick Chubb. He has to play well for them to do well. I do think, yeah. I mean, Cleveland's had a lot of these windy games that have resulted in very, very ugly game, very, very ugly scores. And I feel like the same thing could be happening tomorrow. I feel bad for Al and Kirk and everybody else there at Amazon uh, having to go to Cleveland for this game. But uh, listen, it, it could be a close game. We'll see about it on Thursday night at eight fifteen. Uh, Bills versus Dolphins, as I mentioned, this is the game. I, I just think it's going to be a really great opportunity for Miami to really show something here. I'm very interested to see what the two of you think of this game because I, I think the Dolphins are going to be a player. And the reason I think that is because Tua, with his legs, can really cross up that defensive line as good as it is. And I think, you know, I, you don't want to get too high on a team early in the season. And I think the Bills will always – just nobody plays perfect every single game. So I think – um, this is, could be a real battle, and I'm very excited for it. It should be good fun on CBS, 1 o'clock Eastern on Sunday. Packers-Bucks. Every time I've seen this matchup, I've seen this matchup in the recent past, man, it's been it's been a disaster. I I think there was that one game where like the Packers were held to nine points and they got blown away in Tampa Bay. Um, and I don't remember. I think Brady was on the team at that point. And then there was another one where I think <laughs> – Brady was frustrated. I just it's it could be kind of weird, but it, it'll be an interesting game to watch. We'll see who wins. Niners Broncos. I don't necessarily think this is a game of the week, but you know what? It is a very fascinating matchup, isn't it? Two dumb dumb co- no 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 one dumb dumb coach against a 49er team that seems to um you know they had some I don't know what to think of them. I think they could be very interesting. So I'm curious. It'll be an interesting matchup. Two defenses that are pretty solid. We'll see. So, Andy, I'm going to give it to you first. Let's get your thoughts on week three action in the NFL. No, no, no fucking love for Pat Ravens. I'm just kidding. That's the Joe Davis game. 
I thought about it. No love for Iron Eagle? No love for Iron Eagle? (laughs) He's getting the Jets Bengals. Oh, my God. Yeah, not to get too inside the the laces, but we will. Mm -hmm. No love for Nancy Romo either? Oh, no, not again. We're doing it again. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So Chiefs-Colts is the Ranch-Romo game. Okay. And the Colts yeah. are a dead carcass. So Chiefs-Colts <laughs> is the number one CBS game. The number two game with Iron Eagle that you left out because you don't like Iron Eagle is the Bengals-Jets <laughs> game. And then your game of the game of the game of the game, the game of the week in Dave's world, and I think it – Arguably is too AFC. If I had my brothers, I'd send Nance to Miami for Bills and Dolphins. But it's the third. It's the third ranked crew. It's Kevin Harlan and who do, maybe Trent Green, but it's Kevin Harlan. Yep. Uh, yep. Doing the Dolphins Bills game, and then yeah, usually obviously Pat Ravens is traditionally a CBS matchup because this year or last few years that doesn't really matter anymore. They get a, that's on Fox with. Uh, Dave, buddy, Joe Davis, but um, I'm just messing around. I love, I love the broadcasting pairings and where they oh, yeah. go. I really think, like they must have sent, they must have just been like, Tony and Jim, you're going to, can't you're doing Colts Chiefs? Like we're not pivoting, we're not pivoting. But if they could pivot, they would have done Bills Dolphins because the Colts are. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they covered or even won because they're 0-2 and they need to win badly. They need to win very bad. But I've never been a Matt Ryan guy. Matt Ryan's a fucking fossil. He's a piece of shit. He's a stiff. He's uh, He couldn't even muster up any sort of garbage yardage, window dressing. Couldn't get Jonathan Taylor some cheap dunks and dinks uh, against the Jaguars of all teams. Are you freaking kidding me, Matt Ryan? What is up? Uh, so Matt Ryan, Phil Rivers, and I like Phil Rivers and Carson Wentz. Like this model that the Colts have of just like bringing in these one-year old fossils doesn't seem to be like. I think the best year that they had it was with Phil Rivers when they almost beat Buffalo in the playoffs two years ago. But they need like a young quarterback at some point. But um, that's that's probably actually a decent game just because how desperate the the Colts are, and obviously you never know, like, I mean, you know it's going to be good. You just don't know how good it's going to be, like the Chiefs presentation of how they of how they throw the ball. And, um, and, you know, their defense can always be a liability. The Chiefs' defense still kind of sucks. I know they dialed it up nicely in the second half um, against uh, the Yachts Chargers, and everyone's like, this is Spags at his best. But, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to handicap Miami Buffalo. I I do think Buffalo might have a little too much uh, high power, too much Josh Allen, too much Diggs. Um, they're they're just a they're an absolute wagon. But I I actually do like this Dolphin coach. I do like him a lot. I like him for um, different reasons. But um, he he just he just seems like he gets it. He, he seems like he gets it more than some of these ding-dongs, like Nathaniel Hackett, for instance. Like, um, But, yeah, uh, Dave, I don't know how to handicap Green Bay and Tampa at this point because, as you mentioned, t- you know, Brady looks 
looked horrible against New Orleans, and they don't have Michael Evans. But I don't know how to evaluate Green Bay either because I don't think the Bears are any good, and they didn't look good against Minnesota. I mean, granted, it's I used to say that both both quarterbacks you bet against Aaron Rodgers, and then he's he's he is smothering you with the pillow and you know, doing nasty things to you. I mean, like, this is what you get when you bet against Aaron Rodgers. Or if you bet against Tom Brady, then you're doing the same. This is what you get when you bet against Tom Brady. You're getting bad things done to you, face down and smothered in a pillow. And you don't want that to happen. But uh, And then you would be like, hey, Mike, did Green Bay and Tampa Bay get together every two years? Yeah, they get together <laughs> maybe once a year. But, um, no, that's a, that's a good game. But um, – it could be very choppy too. Like, you know, Tampa Bay had a good defense and they could frustrate Rodgers and Tampa Bay's offense has a little work to be desired. Um, so I don't know. It'll be a good game right now. Gun to the head. I, I'd probably bet green Bay. I'd probably take Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady on Sunday. And then a game that you didn't mention, but I'll be interested in is the Rams Cardinals. McVeigh and, and Gosling, I just – whenever those two meet up, I feel like Gosling has the upper hand. But I don't know. I I, free, I forget. John, with the Rain Man memory, knows, like, between McVeigh and Gosling and Shanahan, like, which coach has the upper hand. We'll have to look, we'll have to look into that. I think – McVeigh owns Gosling, but Shanahan owns McVeigh. That's that's what it is. But um, McVeigh is favored by like five against Gosling. So I you're like, do you take the the team that always owns the other team, or do you go with like take the Cardinals as an underdog theory? So have to think about that. And then uh, you didn't list it, but our friend, a couple quickies, aka Chris Coyne, is gonna be. Why didn't you list? Dallas, New York at <laughs> Can you just like write it down like you know like in marker D A L V N Y G but uh, that's a that's a good game because it's uh it's you know it's for NFC East supremacy and uh God we're gonna have to bet that game. I mean we're gonna have to bet that's Dave, I didn't realize it was going to be 20 mile hour wind. I, I'm, thanks for sharing that. You're um, yep. What is it like? Is it a hurricane? Not a hurricane, but winds from a hurricane. But I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean there is rain in the Midwest these days. I think I saw that there was some coming for. Uh, well, I heard some. There were some thunderstorms causing yeah. some flight delays. But uh, oh man, <laughs> from, wow. Yeah, from the Midwest. But um, but but uh, the. Uh, I don't know. Now I'm like, do I take the Browns because no one's going to be able to move the ball? Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know how to handicap that game. But, yeah, there's there's some good games. Um, Seattle-Atlanta is not one of them. But, yeah, it's a it's a good map. It's a good it's a good map. Be some, some good games. You hope for a good witching hour. Uh, hope for some chaos. Hope for um, – hope for Shanahan to – absolutely embarrassed Nathaniel Hackett that guy looks that guy just looks lost Nathaniel Hackett and I know it's like we the hot takes are overflowing with like this guy sucks but he might just absolutely suck 
you know. Yeah, I just feel like th- this. You know, they've been in a couple. They've been in a few close games, but this might be the one where they just get humiliated. Honestly, because the the Niners are a physical team. I feel like this could be. Forty Niners are like, they're not sexy. They're smart. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's go to Kevin. Let's get your thoughts on the week three action in the NFL. What are your thoughts? Nothing much except for with Andy. I don't know what Nance is doing in Indianapolis. That sounds, that seems absurd. I, 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 I love dissecting that stuff as much as you guys. Um, But the fact that he's not in South beach with his buddy Romo is, but the game of the week, uh, yeah, the game's right. That's the game, I think. Um, the rest yeah. of them, yeah, uh, not much else. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I was looking into the broadcasting duos and stuff, <laughs> and uh, finding out, you know, it's obvious where uh, Mr. Burkhart's going. And but uh, yeah, other than that, no, Andy covered it all. I can't do anything better than that. Cool. Well, I think that gives it gives it to us for the final thoughts and really, really good stuff tonight, everybody. I mean, I'm glad we got some time to cover the Thursday night package. We didn't really cover Buck and Aikman doing Monday night football. That's funny. I guess it's just because we're so familiar with them already. Like, we already know what the deal is with them. I like it, though. I think it's a big step up from what ESPN used to have. Like, yeah, I certainly would rather have those two than... Uh, um, Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarland and Checker could have told you all about those guys back in the day. So Andy, I can't get away from Joe Tessitore on college games. That's true. I've, I've listened to him every week <laughs> with uh, no Orlovsky, I think, or I can't. Oh no, yeah, I don't know who Orlovsky is on the college. No, I don't know yeah. who who he was with, but yeah, some quarterback. It's always some quarterback usually. But <laughs> all right, Andy. Uh, yeah, um, let's give it to you for. Um, for fun thoughts for week four. Yeah, so I mentioned this on the board on Tuesday. The my uh, my favorite Troy analysis delivered, obviously by Troy, on Monday night. That I'm guessing when the and when the ESPN executives heard him say it, they all looked at each other like this. Like this is why we got him. Like. This is why. And it was the Philadelphia Eagles expected to be better this year than they were last year. And so far they've proved that. <laughs> I mean, Troy, that is just, you knocked it out of the park. Oh, was that like $100 million for that? Yeah, like that. Woo. I mean, that's, that is why, that's what separates him from the guy that's not making $100 And Francesca sits home and does nothing. This is absurd. Exactly. So... That is why ESPN pays Troy the, the big bucks. And um, it is as much as I – I don't hate Joe Buck as much as Fiddle. And Troy, I'm just – you know, I don't mind him. But it's just a combination of them being together forever. Like the sound of Troy and Joe doing a game, yeah, it just, just makes the game a little more elevated, which – works both ways good and bad because we've watched plenty we've watched plenty NFC East games appear elevated because of the people doing the games as opposed to like oh these two teams are actually worthy of being a, a big game they're not but because of yeah the broadcast 
associated with the game, like, oh, now it has to kind of feel like a big game, even though it's not. I mean, battle for nine and seven many, many years, but you know what I mean? But with the ESPN package, like, yeah, like it's, it's better than Greasy Riddick and, and Levy or Levy, like no disrespect to Levy, but you know, he's good at hot. He's just, uh, he's generic as the day is long. And he's Mm -hmm. like, he's just like an ESPN. Like if he's like, he's like, gum on ESPN's shoe. You know, he's been there forever. He hasn't left. He's just, he is like interwoven into the ESPN fabric. Right, right. It was an interesting flashback though on Monday, right? Because they had two games. So the the, the last year's crew was basically with Orlovsky rather than uh, Greasy um, was, do, was doing the Bills game and then Buck and Aikman were doing the Eagles game. So I thought that was interesting that you kind of if you were for, if you didn't pay attention to the news over the offseason, you're like, oh yeah, this is Monday Night guys, and then like, oh wait, hey, these other guys are doing the other game. So anyway, great stuff, everybody. I think that's about it. Good luck, everyone, on the picks. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to like all the actions in Florida. So you have uh, well, not Florida. It was involving Florida, let's say, because Florida is at Tennessee in Knoxville, and then you've got the Bills the next day in uh, South Beach. I, I just think it's going to be a really fun weekend. So y'all have a great week. Yeah, rest Kevin of your Kevin didn't get final thoughts. And then you have uh, Burkhart in Tampa. It's a big, big party down in Florida. Big party in Florida. Oh, yeah, you're right. I should get you your final thoughts, too, Kev. No, my only final thought is is um, Sunday watching the uh, – refreshing the news to see which college coach got canned. <laughs> and um, I think it will have th- a third week in a row. I was going to say, like, how long do you think the streak continues? This is already, like, two for t- like three for three, I think. <coughs> Maybe two for two for I sure. Think I, yeah, I think you might see. If, if Auburn plays an egg in, with Missouri, I think you might see it. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel I was reading the preview of Auburn, and they he was on thin ice before the season. So to think of it now, it, it's almost it's only a matter of time, I think. Yeah. So I think Supposedly right. he's not even, like, showing any showing up on uh, – I know they have to compete with with – Saban's boys on recruiting down there, but supposedly he hasn't. He's like MIA on the on the trail, and wow. he's not doing. Wow. So, sounds like that, that's a kind of a place that money is really an object. Either to yeah. go buy him out. Yeah, I feel true. like he might be the one this week if he lays an egg in Missouri. Uh, this one goes to about to either of you. Well, two things. One, um, they're at home actually. No, they're home. So if they lose at home to Missouri, <clears throat> not a good look. Not Anybody losing to Missouri anywhere is not a good look right, right. now. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness! Right, like they're, they're not good. Like it's just it's not a good spot. Um, yeah, like we know, like uh, we were talking about Collins in the beginning. Like we knew that was like a tear it down, build it up sort of thing when he took it, but yeah. obviously he hasn't built anything. But so you could see him getting another year, maybe, or even and even well, not the Colorado guy's not going to get another year, but Virginia guy, West Virginia guy, could get another year. But yeah, I think it's either you're going to see. Boulder or uh, uh, Jordan Hare, one of those two. One of those two coaches is going to make it through the week. Well, yeah, Darrell's been there a bit, right? About three or four years. It's only yeah. They, I don't think that. Yeah, he, he. Not. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he. I don't think he's been there as long as like Herm or Chip Kelly. Oh, uh, okay, 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 okay. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm all right. Well, we'll keep we'll keep an eyeball on it. I'm sure we'll have more news for next week by by that point in time. So, um, with that, I say good night, everybody. Thanks again, and uh, good luck. And I'll see you. Yes, sir. I'll see y'all next week. Later, boys. Good show. Keep, keep it real. Right. Yeah, good show. Take good luck, everybody. Good luck. Take care, y'all. Peace out. Peace out.
All right, Andy, Kevin, all the all the scenarios. It was fun. So uh, glad you all enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a good. Sh- it was a good show for sure. It was really got into all the all sorts of detail. Uh, and uh, I think we could be in for a bounce back week. We're gonna find out. But uh, any, you know, but the only way to find out for sure, go to dickcow.com, Take a look at our picks and track them through the weekend. And uh, hopefully, all of our friends will will come out ahead this time around. So I'm Dave Medina. I hope you enjoyed it. If you missed any part of this program, you can catch the replay right here on YouTube if you're watching it there. Uh, YouTube.com slash if you want to see our, our video shows. Uh, we go live every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. So if you're ever looking for us live um, and want to comment, please do. We, we're always on YouTube every single week at that time. Um, unless we're not doing the show. <laughs> but when we are doing the show, it'll be at Wednesday at 9. So uh, thanks again. Um, and then the rest of our podcast replays are always available at dickcow.com or your podcast player of choice. Just look for Dickcow Football. Have a great rest of your week. Good luck to your action, whatever it may be. And we'll see you next time.